Hi, and welcome to the Seacoast Vineyard Church Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us online and remind you to feel free to visit our website at seacoastvineyard.com anytime for up-to-date information on our local church here in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. If you would like to give financially to this ministry, whether that's a one-time gift or a recurring monthly gift, simply click on the Give tab at our website and give however God leads you. Now, we want you to enjoy this message from God's Word. Good morning. So my name is Lauren Vass. Some people like to call me LB. Some people like to call me Lulu or even Bassafras. But I personally prefer to be called LL Cool Bass. I am a member here at Seacoast Vineyard, and I'm also a campus missionary with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship down the road at Coastal Carolina University. I see some of my students back there. Hey, guys. Um, There are a few things you need to know about me before we get started. I am a lover of people and a lover of conversation, so much so that I could probably carry on a conversation with this wall behind me. I'm also a health nut. My roommates say that I'm so healthy, I might be unhealthy. I think they're on to something. I have a passion for the ocean. I have a passion for God's creation. And I have a huge passion for teaching scripture in a new light. And so today my prayer is that you would see scripture in a new light today. So let me open with prayer and just ask God for guidance. So Jesus, thank you for your anointing on this place. We invite your Holy Spirit to come. We usher in your presence, and so, Jesus, would you remind us how good you are to us. Thank you for loving us all the time. Amen. So, this morning, like Tim said, we are going to start with an I am statement that Jesus made. Jesus made seven different I am statements in the Gospel of John, and so we're going to look at John 10, if you have your Bibles, or if you have a Bible app, that's fabulous. John 10, verse 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And what does a good shepherd do? Well, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And so the gospel means good news. It's not only good news, but it is the best news, right? It is the best news. So the fact that the good shepherd implies that he is good also means that there might be some that are not so good, right? And in fact, he doesn't just imply it, but in verse 1 of John chapter 10, here's what he said. I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of the sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a what? He must surely be a thief and a robber. You see, Jesus was talking about our spiritual enemy. His name is Satan. He is the king of darkness. All right, if Satan had a mission statement, it would be to steal, kill, and destroy everything that matters to the heart of God. But if Jesus had a mission statement, this is good, are you paying attention? He wants to give life and give life to the fullest. So when we look at the enemy's mission statement, we have to agree that there's a whole lot of evil and destruction in this world. Families are falling apart. We have famine. We have war. There's abuse and addiction and illness. And I believe at the root of that is the thief and the robber. So we need to check out Jesus' mission 
statement. And seriously, Jesus' mission statement of saying, I will give you a rich and a satisfying life, sign me up for that, JC, right? Sign me up for that mission statement. So let's be real clear here. Jesus is the good shepherd, and we are the sheep, okay? Now, I want you to turn to your neighbor for 10 seconds, and I want you to tell your neighbor everything you know about sheep. Ready, go. All right, that was a quick 10 seconds. So what did y'all come up with? What are some things that you talked about about sheep? Just go ahead and talk to me. They get lost. They're stupid. Yes. Come preach a sermon after this. What else? They do taste good. And you said that too? Yes, I agree. Yeah, so they get lost. They're pretty stupid. They're tasty, but anyway. (laughs) So Jesus was the master using simple everyday objects or events to illustrate profound spiritual truths. Okay, so according to this passage, we are sheep and Jesus is the good shepherd. Because just like you guys said, sheep are some of the stupidest animals on planet Earth. Okay, think about it. They're not that smart. Poor guys. Don't you feel bad for them? I do. But the good news is that Jesus is our good shepherd, and his desire is what? His mission statement, and he's to give life abundantly. He's giving us a full and satisfying life, and that's what he wants for you. Okay, so we are the sheep, and Jesus is the good shepherd. So I just want to say this with all grace, okay? Umbrella of grace. We are pretty stupid, without the good shepherd. Amen in the house, okay? And so as you're taking notes, I want to give you four challenges of being a sheep. The first is this. Someone already said this. Sheep get lost easily. Sheep get lost very easily. I myself get lost driving to church sometimes. I mean, granted, I've only lived in Knurdle, Conway meets Myrtle, for a year But when someone tells me to turn left at the Waffle House, I'm already confused because there's five Waffle Houses on the same street. I get lost very, very easily. In the Old Testament, there's a verse in Isaiah 53 that says, all we like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned his own way. And it's incredibly common for a sheep to walk away from the fold. And it's incredibly common. And the reality is, is that we walk away from the fold. I remember how spiritually lost I was in college before I had a real grasp on who the good shepherd was. I had turned my own way. I was making very poor decisions throughout college. And it was because I was a sheep without a shepherd. And so I got lost very, very easily. The second one, sheep are defenseless. Go ahead and write that down. Sheep are defenseless. Now, this is interesting. Think about most animals. They have some sort of defense mechanism, right? Some have claws. Some have fangs. Some are really quick on their feet. But sheep, really, what do they have? 
Yeah. All they can really say is back up, right? That was a horrible joke. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. They don't have anything to defend themselves, okay? And so you see, we are just like sheep when we are without this community, when we are without the body of Christ, when we are without the armor of God, and we are especially without the good shepherd protecting us. And so we become very vulnerable to the lies of the evil one, so much so that some of us in this room, we're leading a life that goes to death and destruction, at least on the inside. And so sheep are defenseless. Number three, sheep are very stubborn. Turn to your neighbor and say, I think he's, she, I think she's talking about you. Tell them they kind of are sheepish-like and they're kind of stubborn. See, some of you didn't even do that. You guys might be stubborn sheep. And so I actually read, in fact, that, that sheep are so stubborn and so stupid sometimes that if they get lodged in between two rocks, they don't know how to reverse. They just keep lodging themselves deeper and deeper into the rocks. That's how stubborn and poor, poor guys, that's how stupid sheep are, okay? Now, how many of you know someone like that? Do not point to them at all, all right? So for example, I am very stubborn when it comes to shopping retail for clothes. Some of my friends in here are laughing because they know I will not pay full price for an item of clothing, when I can get it at a fraction of the cost at a thrift store. Trust me, I'm not budging on that one. I might be a sheep. I am very stubborn. Number four, sheep are filthy. Sheep are filthy. They stink. They're gross. They don't have the ability to clean themselves, and they actually won't. And I say this respectfully. That's how we are in the eyes of our perfect God on our own. We are filthy. We are actually not good. And in uh, in the eyes of a perfect God, we are very, very dirty, filthy sinners. And so we need a good shepherd. We need a savior. Sheep need a shepherd. And so without him, we are vulnerable to the lies of the evil one. And that's why it's really good news when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. So good that I would lay down my life for you, the sheep. Amen. And he's that good. Now, I, now you're probably thinking, all right, who asked this chick to preach on Sunday morning? What a depressing sermon. Don't worry, we're going, we're going downhill now, okay? This is going to get real good, all right? So now I'm going to give you four qualities of this good shepherd. And my prayer, as I've been praying for everyone in this room for a while now before I would preach this, is that God would connect these to your heart, that you would hear this word, that you would respond actively to the word, and that you would share this good news with your sphere of influence. You guys ready? Come on, you guys slept until 11:30. I'm 
so confused. <laughs> so number one, what does the good shepherd do? Write this down. He guides the sheep. He guides the sheep. Psalm 23, verse 3, David said, the Lord is my shepherd. And he says he does what the Lord guides me. Do you ever find yourself with a big decision to make and you're very confused whether or not the Lord will guide you in that or not? If you submit to the will of God and you, you say, God, I need you to guide me, the Lord will say, yes, you just need to follow him. Verse 3 and 4 of John chapter 10 says this, the gatekeeper opens the gate for the shepherd and the sheep do, they do what? The sheep recognize his voice and come to him. The good shepherd calls the sheep by name. This is so powerful. The good shepherd calls his sheep by name. They recognize his voice and they come to him. And then the Bible says they follow him. When I was a little kid running around, let's just say out there with Vine Kids, back in the 90s, I guess all the moms wore mom jeans. That was the, the jam back then. But I was a little kid, and I would just run up to a stranger's legs thinking it was my own mother. And I would hug those legs so tight, not knowing who it was, thinking it was my mom. And then their voice would come out, and I would realize, oh my gosh, this is not my mom. And I would let go and run away until I heard my own mother's voice calling my name. So if you don't recognize the voice of the good shepherd, then maybe either you don't know him or you haven't spent enough time with the good shepherd. God is a personal and a relational God, amen. When someone calls me by name, when someone calls me Lauren or even LL Coolbass, that is a relational game changer. I actually want to step into relationship with that person when they call me by my name. The good shepherd guides his sheep. So if you do have a difficult decision to make, if you're wondering if you should switch your major, if you should move to a new town and begin a job? Should I keep dating this person or maybe not? Or should we go to the 8.30 service instead of sleeping until the 11.30 service? I like you guys. Let me give you a freebie, okay? Here's a freebie. I want you to put this in your pocket, take it home, munch on it later. If I am making any type of decision, whether it's larger than life, or it's a very small decision. I go down memory, memory lane and I think back to when I was discerning and trying to figure out whether or not full-time ministry would be my career path. I was a senior in college. And I remember seeking the Lord so desperately and just asking him, God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? And as I asked him and prayed and discerned, the Lord gave me a scripture from Psalm 32, 8. He said, he personalized it. He said, Lauren, I will instruct you, I will guide you, and I will show you and counsel you in the way that you should go. And as I began to soak that verse in, I realized that the pressure was lifting off. 
The pressure is on Jesus, and if you hang out with me long enough, you will hear me say that the pressure is on JC, not on you, and thankfully not on LL Cool Bass, right? So let's just thank the Lord that if we give that, that pressure to the Holy Spirit, he will do the rest. The second thing he does is provides. He provides for his sheep. Our God is a good God. In fact, he provides. In Psalm 23, David said this, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters, and he restores my soul. Do you see that beautiful imagery? He restores my soul soul, and he makes me lie down in green pastures. Three things have to be in place before a sheep will lie down. The first is they have to be well fed. The second, they have to be getting along. And third, well, they have to feel safe. But in the presence of the good shepherd who leads them through green pastures, they are full because they've been in his presence. They are getting along because he helps them break up fights. And some of you in this room today need the good shepherd to enter into your home today to break up those fights. And lastly, they are not afraid because the good shepherd is their defender. He is their advocate. And so he leads them down green pastures. And then it goes on to say, he leads me beside quiet waters. Why quiet waters? Well, if there's rushing waters, sheep are not going to want to drink out of rushing waters because most likely they will fall in rushing down the river, turning into a giant cotton ball, and then they eventually might drown. And the good shepherd does not want that, and the sheep won't do that. Okay? So the good shepherd leads them beside the right kind of water. And the right kind of water is the living water that Jesus offers you and me. He offers us. So if you have a thirst in life, whether it's a thirst for fun, thinking that that will satisfy you. If you have a thirst for success, purpose, whatever it is, if you think those will satisfy you, Trust me, I was down that road a long time ago, and I was never satisfied until I came in contact with the good shepherd because he offered me living water. So without our good shepherd providing us living water, we're empty. We're empty. And then the Bible goes on to say, he refreshes my soul. I love this. He is such a good provider. He doesn't just provide for us materially. He doesn't just provide for our bodies, but he provides for our souls. He refreshes our souls. And some of you in this room are realizing you might be a sheep without a shepherd. You might be a sheep without a shepherd. Because our good shepherd is so loving in his provision, you might have outside chaos going on, but if you had the good shepherd, you will be at peace because you know the good shepherd cares for you. 
Number three, he also corrects. Turn to your neighbor and say, my shepherd corrects. Good job. Most of you did that this time. You guys are learning. This is good. So this may not be good news for you if you are a sheep that likes to wander. But truly, it is good news because what Jesus is saying is he is protecting you from harming yourself in a deeper way. I'm 24, and I have a lifespan of making some pretty stupid decisions. So stupid, I'm not going to share any of them with you, at least this morning, okay? But as I look back, I realize that the Lord took me through those experiences as I made poor life choices to protect me from further harm, from further harm. And I mean, think about it. No one really sits around and says, yes, God, discipline me. Sock it to me, God. I don't ever remember asking my parents to take away my flip phone or ground me for two weeks growing up. No one sits around and does that. And no discipline seems pleasant at the time. But our good shepherd loves us so much that he will correct us to keep us out of harm. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody say he guides, he provides, he corrects, and he protects. Write that one down. He protects. This is what the Bible says in Psalm 23, verse 4 through 6. David said this. I love this. Even though I walk through the darkest valley Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because the good shepherd is with me. For you are with me. When I am afraid, I shouldn't be afraid because the good shepherd is with me. When you, good shepherd, are with me, my soul is at rest. When you, good shepherd, are with me, I can trust you. When you, good shepherd, are with me, I know that your rod and your staff will comfort me. Good shepherd, you are with each of you, our community today. So have you ever been driving in your car and you have a passenger in the front seat and someone pulls out in front of you or you don't see a stop sign and you slam the brakes? What's the... First instinct that you guys do. Let me put some wording to that, okay? So before you realize it, you start matrix, slow motion, martial arts, ninja style protecting your passenger, right? That's called ninja style protecting your passenger. So I'm here today to remind you that God is ninja style protecting you all the time. In your home, in your workplace, and in your families. God is ninja style protecting you today. Verse five says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. What does that mean? Well, there's a tradition in old Palestinian homes that if you were a guest, at someone's house, 
You were welcome to stay at the table as long as the host kept filling up your cup with wine. But as soon as the host stopped filling up your cup with wine and they let it run dry, it's time to go home. And so what David is saying here, when he says, my cup overflows, he's saying, I'm always welcome in the presence of the good shepherd. I'm always welcome at his table. That's just how much he loves me. Verse 6, surely your goodness and your love will follow me, overtake me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He protects you. That doesn't mean you'll never fall upon physical harm, but in spiritual terms, that means he has stored up for you an inheritance that will never perish, that will never fade, that will never spoil. (laughs) And in fact, Jesus told a parable, and he said this. If a shepherd had a hundred sheep, and one of them ran away, he would leave the 99 to go after the one. And so maybe, maybe some of you are that one. Maybe some of you are that one that the good shepherd is coming after. He loves you that much. One time there was a drama professor who was teaching a class how to dramatically read. And so he told the class, I want everyone to read the 23rd Psalm. He goes, of course, I'll go first. So he gets his Bible out, and he starts to recite the 23rd Psalm. And he does it so powerfully. He did it with authority. And when he finished, the whole class just cheered And they asked for an encore because it was so powerful. And then the professor turned to the student in the front row and said, you, I want you to go first. And that student happened to be a very shy follower of Jesus. And so he nervously got up to the front and turned to Psalm 23. And he began to remember all the ways that the good shepherd had cared for him. The imagery of green pastures began to come back to his heart and he began to tear up. Why? Because he remembered how much this good shepherd had cared for him. And so when he finished, no one clapped. No one clapped. It's because everyone was crying. There was not a dry eye in the room. And so the professor got back to the front and said, I have a confession to make. You see, I know the psalm, but this guy knows the shepherd. This guy knows the shepherd. So maybe please listen to me. Maybe you're the one that the good shepherd is going after. Maybe you've never realized that the good shepherd wants to be in relationship with you. And if you feel like, oh man, this message is for me. I feel like God is speaking directly to me. 
hey, he is speaking directly to you, right? He speaks through us to you. And he wants you to know him because he is good. And there's one that's not good, and the one that's not good wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus' mission statement is to give life, give life to the fullest, give life abundantly, and you can have that too. You can have that. And Jesus might be going after you, the one sheep. And he will go to the ends of the earth for that one sheep. So I want to invite the worship team to come to the front, as well as the prayer ministry team to come to the front. And as they're coming to the front and as they begin to pray, we want to join them in in that prayer. And so would we close our eyes and put our heart in the right place? Let's pray together today. Father, we ask that you would transform our lives this morning Jesus, we cannot do this by ourselves. We cannot do this alone. Would you show us how far you would go for each one of us? Show us that you want to give us life abundantly and give life to the fullest. To the fullest. We have that opportunity today. And so with our eyes closed, I want to give two invitations this morning two invitations. The first invitation is that some of you, just like I used to be, don't recognize the voice of a good shepherd. Some of you are wandering and you don't even realize you're lost. And I want to invite you today to consider letting Jesus quench your thirst Let him lead you beside quiet waters, down green pastures. He is the one who guides, provides, corrects, and protects. And so some of you are the one, some of you are the one, some of you are the one. I also want to give an invitation for those who know the Good Shepherd's voice. Maybe you've known the Good Shepherd's voice for years. But maybe recently, you've kind of lost connection with the Good Shepherd's voice. Maybe you're not as in tune to his voice as you want to be, as you desire to be. And so I want to invite you today to receive prayer from the prayer ministry team who would love to pray for you to have a deeper, more intimate connection with Father God, with this Good Shepherd. And so if you want to say yes to these invitations, don't miss out on this today. Don't miss out on it. And so we open the floor right here, right now for the Holy Spirit to usher in his presence, for the Holy Spirit to minister to each of us today. Come, Jesus. Come. 
We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast from Seacoast Vineyard Church in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We look forward to you joining us next time on iTunes or at our website, www.seacoastvineyard.com.